Hello and welcome. I'm Grace Farrell. And I'm Harry Kind. And this is the Get Answers podcast. Innocent, innocent, you are a dream. No other drink can be so supreme. Oozing with joy, bursting with flavour. Innocent, you're my saviour. It took me about five minutes, they sent me 30 quid. I saw my travel pillow, noticed it had a little zip on it, and I went, hang on, I've got all this space that I could potentially pack. And I find out the price per square foot for the level of finish of that property. Right. And then I make my offer at 20% lower than the offer. Okay, <laughs> wow. Join us for fortnightly episodes of the new Get Answers podcast, getting you answers to life's consumer questions, starting 6th of November. See you then. When life gives you questions, which get answers? When life gives you questions, which get answers? Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm Grace Farrell. I usually present the Witch Get Answers podcast, but today I'm standing in for Lucia Ariano. Here's what's coming up this week. The research also found that kids living in social housing, uh, rural areas and in lower income households were less likely to have received a meaningful financial education. So that's really, really concerning. I always say, if I walked in the room and I said to one of you now, what do you earn a year? You'd be horrified, but I could walk in the room and say, are you with anyone? Do you want a kid? You know, oh, how's that diet going? I could ask you everything. I don't even know you. But if I asked you what you earn a year, you'd be absolutely horrified because we're told we should not talk about money. Now this week, I want you to think back to your childhood. Growing up, How much did you learn that helped set you up for your financial future? Because a couple of months ago, a report from the Money and Pension Advice Service found that 5.4 million children lacked the money skills that would help them in later life. So today, we'll be asking what more can be done and how you can help the young people in your life learn the skills they need to make better money decisions. And to do that, I'm pleased to say we're joined by witch journalist Marianne Calnan, and we're also delighted to welcome author and content creator Gemma Bird, better known as Money Mum. Welcome both. Hello. Hi. Hello. Before we get into today's episode, Gemma, do you mind telling us a bit more about yourself and how you started out? Yeah, sure. Um, So basically, with regards to sort of my page and sort of doing it online, it was just something I was really passionate about. And I'd seen a lot on social media that was very much, you know, what bag you've got, what holiday you're going on, you know, how how much money basically you've spent, almost that showing off culture that is now sort of developing online. Um, So when I started my page, I wanted to sort of, you know, make it cool to get a deal again and make it cool to save money. Mm. So I thought it was really important and it was just something that I'd always done from a young age, like from the age of seven, I remember picking up coins on the way to school and it's just something I've always been good at. I'd never earned like a high salary or anything like that, but I'd always been good at making my money go further um, and that was just literally just cutting back on certain things to making small changes that add up to the big changes and it's just something I'd done all my life and felt it was, you know, something that would be quite interesting to do and when I started sort of doing it on social media, to be honest with you, I, I thought that you know, maybe the odd person would listen. and But it became apparent that more and more people were interested and they were like, you know, this is actually really good. You know, I've been into this supermarket today and there's a deal on and got people sharing it and talking about it. And there's much more, you know, obviously then COVID hit um, and there was the cost of living crisis, which I then in some ways, you know, that 
brought, brought the conversation up a lot more about people being sort of, you know, actually, I'm in that situation too. I'm mm. in that situation too. I've got to save. I need to cut back. Yeah, it's just so important to talk about this stuff, isn't it? And and that's why it's so good to have you on the show today. So Marianne, can you tell us a bit more about this report from the Money and Pension Advice Service that I mentioned? Because that stat, 5.4 million children, it's pretty shocking, isn't it? It is worrying, isn't it? So um, these estimates tell us essentially that more needs to be done to help ensure children have the skills they'll need to manage their finances once they hit adulthood, particularly in the economic environment we're in at the moment. So the research also found that kids living in social housing, uh, rural areas and in lower income households were less likely to have received a meaningful financial education. So that's really, really concerning. And children with parents or carers with mental health issues tended to be less likely to have received that meaningful financial education in comparison to the UK average as well. Now, we're, we're all parents here uh, on this episode, including me. And to be honest, I don't remember finance being talked about in my family when I was growing up. I think this is probably because I was very lucky and we didn't really struggle for money. But I also don't remember learning anything about it in school either. Gemma, what are your thoughts? Do, do the findings in this report surprise you? Absolutely not. In fact, I met with the Prime Minister and I actually got a chance to have a one-on-one chat with him and speak about teaching financial education in schools. And I'm not talking about putting pressure on the teachers and making them, you know, speak about it to the pupils. My my thing was, you know, we need to have it as, as it's part of the curriculum, even if it's like three times a year, something brought in where they're asking, you know, what to do when they got, if they get into debt. If they get a mortgage, they're not just borrowing £200,000. It's interest that they have to pay back. How do they save up for their first mortgage? What to do with their first wage packet? What does all these things mean? Interest, APR, all these things need to be taught in schools. So I'm not surprised at all because it's not taught and I'm really, really passionate about it. And I'm trying to get in at the moment to, I'm really sort of campaigning behind the scenes to get it taught in schools and we've been speaking to the government um, about this because money and mental health is so linked you know so you think there's so much pressure on like the NHS and everything nowadays well a lot of that is, is to do with mental health because people get into debt they don't know where to go they don't know what to do and you know there's such a massive cost of living crisis we're just putting a plaster over it at the moment we need to teach them young so that we say to them you know when you get your first wage packet if you're living at home with mum and dad and you're earning £1,500 a month and you're only paying out, say, £100 a week in, you know, um, housekeeping, you're probably the richest you're ever going to be because you've got £1,100 a month surplus. We need to teach them to go, look, you could put £600 a month away. You've still got, like, £500 for the month just to literally spend on what you want, like makeup, going out. If you do that now and you do that over from sort of 17 to 21, you've got, like, a massive deposit for your first home. You know, you've got a really good start getting on the property ladder. You've got mm. the chance. But we're not teaching this in schools. And I just think it's so important. Like, we do need to teach them young. We can't sort of start teaching them when people are 30 because... Unfortunately, house prices are so much money to get on the property ladder. People need such a large deposit. And once mm. they start renting, it's, it's literally nearly impossible. How do you pay your rent and save up for a deposit on a home? You know, it's, it's, it's nearly impossible. So we need to teach, like, the school age now so that they've got the tools for when they leave school, that even if, like, 10% of them pick it up and be like, yeah, do you know what, that's such a good idea. I'm going to make sure when I get my first job, I do that, I start saving straight away. Because it can be done because me and my sister did it. So I'm coming from a place of I've physically done it myself. You know, I, I grew up with my parents didn't have much money. So it was very much, I was very aware of it. And mm. mum was always like, you've got to save, you've got to save. But 
I'm not surprised at all, actually, because of you know it's not it's not spoken about, and in fact, even as adults now, it, money is so frowned upon. We're almost told not to talk about it. Like yeah. I always say, if I walked in the room and I said to one of you now, "What do you earn a year?" You'd be horrified. But I could walk in the room and say, "Oh, are you with anyone? Do you want a kid?" You know, "Oh, how's that diet going?" I could ask you everything. I don't even know you, but if I asked you what you earn a year, you'd be absolutely horrified because we're told we should not talk about money. So we need to change that in our younger generation. And I'm not saying asking the personal intimate details, but not making children and adults and all of us feel so afraid to ask that question that when we get into debt, that we then feel that we can't even reach out for help, you know? Yeah, it just needs a complete rethink, doesn't it? I mean, Marianne, you've got you've got a four year old, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about uh, what he knows about money at the moment? Um, Well, I think. For some people, you kind of have either this natural skill that you're um, that you're kind of really tight with money and specific things, or it's something that really needs to be taught. So for me, um, my granddad in particular was very, very tight on money and liked to spend his money on like you know his grandchildren and maybe mm-hmm. kind of special treats. And I think that's something that I've naturally got. But there are a lot of things like financial terms, for example, like APR, for instance, that Gemma was speaking about that until I taught myself, I had absolutely no idea about. So I think this report makes me want to start helping my four-year-old right now and helping him to kind of manage it. So also, it's about, I guess it's about trying to be as thrifty as possible as you can with things, but also being more aware of how things work online. There's so many online scams around these days. So a solid kind of financial education is massively important. And I think when you've got the practical skills, like you understand how money works, what you practically need to do, I think that's the best foundation that a child or a young person can have to be able to, whether it's they want to get on the property ladder or um, they want financial independence from their parents or whatever it is, that they have the foundations laid to be able to potentially have that. Well, today we're going to discuss some of the things that you can do to help improve your child's financial literacy. But is the best place to start really just by having that conversation. I mean, Gemma, do you do you talk about this kind of thing with your own kids? I do, but I also do think, you know, it's person by person. I, I don't think there's no right or wrong with it. Um, I think it's how you feel and also the age of the child. So obviously, it's funny, I've got my, my daughter's four, Bronte, and my son Brody is 11. So with Bronte, it's more that I might do sort of role play like little shops I might say oh you've gone to the shops today and we get money out and she just pretends that oh mummy what would you like an ice cream and I say oh that's a pound or you know just really really simple things just to get her understand that you know you have to pay for things or when we're in shops I don't sort of sit there and teach her money because she's four but we'll be in the shop and I'll be like no you can only have one because they cost money and things like that I'll just say it like that so it's she's starting to understand the simple things of you physically have to pay for something so when she'll she know she's four years old she might be in a shop and she wants a barbie and I'm like, no, you don't not having a baby Barbie. We've just come in for some milk or whatever, you know, if you're in one of these shops. And then if she has a little paddy about it, I'll be like, well, you know, Bronte, it costs money. And of course she does that. She's four years old. She's she's going to want everything, you know. She's going to, like, have those moments where she stamps her feet and ask for things. And that's really normal. But I do sort of be like, no, you're not having it. I've said no. And I try and stick to that. With Brody, um, I do, I, he has, like, a Go Henry card. So we put 
Um, I put £2 a week on that. And again, there's no right or wrong. You could put £2 a month on, £20 a month, whatever you want to do. But it's just more to teach him. And like he bought, he saved it up and he's bought himself like a little Nike bag the other day, you know, like over the shoulder thing for mm-hmm. his wallet. Um, and he was so happy and proud that he bought that for himself. And he's understood that he's got to like save up each week. And we talked to him about money and I've sort of said to him about investing. And I've started talking to him about compound interest, how like if you put money in each year, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And I'm trying to sort of show him that, you know, look what you'd have at 25 just if we put your birthday money in there. And mm. so with Brody, I'm talking to him a lot more about it. But again, I've not gone into details about mortgages and things like that because he's only 11. So I think it's you have to base it on your child and also your child's understanding of the world. Like my son Brody, I'd say is quite young for his age, whereas some 11 year olds might be really, really advanced and up and are asking more questions. And that's absolutely fine. You know, if Brody starts asking me about mortgages, obviously I'll tell him, but he never has. What are the things you wish you'd known when you were a child growing up about money? I think for me, um, being taught practical skills in school would have been hugely, hugely useful. So um, I am quite naturally frugal, but I think rather than learning so much kind of long division, I'd really have benefited from learning how to manage my money, what the financial terms mean, what debt actually means. And I guess just becoming slightly more open about um, about finances, about how much you earn. And that would more than likely mean that if I was to kind of get into any kind of significant debt, that I would be more comfortable speaking to people about it. Yeah. And what about you, Gemma? I think I was um, really, really lucky, actually. I feel like my mum really helped me and taught me sort of most things I need to learn and also I'm a bit of a geek with it like I'm I'm not good at anything really but I was really interested in it so I researched it a lot so I feel like it's hard for me to answer that and be truthful with you and say all well, that you know this, I wish I'd learned that or I wish I'd learned this because I, I, I went and did it myself if you see what I mean I, because I was so interested in it I was always asking questions about money it was just something I was really passionate about and I wanted to learn about um but I wish we'd done more of it in school and you know it, the, the same thing like sort of doing religious education every single week and um pie charts and yeah okay I'm interested in other religions and I want to learn because I like learning things but I didn't need to learn that every single week it could have easily something could have been dropped like a pie chart or learning about a religion that I don't follow for example and doing you know money management would have been a lot better for me and maybe when I was like 16 17 I would have chosen a different career path and maybe gone to university and things like that because that's something I didn't do um and I've sort of only been able to sort of establish a career sort of when I'm nearly 40. So I feel like my whole life I've struggled financially because I didn't have a really sort of solid career behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I think back to my school, I could have done it without Pythagoras theorem in place of some debt management skills, to be honest with you. So can we go through some advice then on, on how to get your child more interested in money? I mean, Gemma, you, you sort of say you, you, you're quite unique, really, that you, you were naturally interested in money, but a lot of children aren't. I mean, perhaps it, so you've had that initial conversation that we've just discussed, let's say, but then what are your next steps? So we actually talked about budgeting on last week's podcast. Marianne, is there something there you think that we could be teaching children? I think specifically budgeting with um, gift cards or your kids' pocket money could be really useful. So um, Gemma talked about um, a specific debit card for her son there. And I think given the... um, Almost everybody uses contactless card, pays by card for everything. Um, I think that 
doing it that way could be really, really useful for kids. I also think helping them save for if there is a, a bigger toy or game or what have you that they want, helping them save for it and watching their kind of pocket money um, amount grow um, the week through the weeks or the months that they're saving for it. Um, can You get a lot of satisfaction being able to save for something yourself and it also helps to give them that kind of practical skill of understanding how long it can take to save up for um some things because kids toys and games are very very expensive sometimes we'll be back with more tips on how to help your kids improve their own financial literacy after this This week, we're looking at how to educate young people in the world of money and personal finance. We've already mentioned budgeting, but there are lots of other things that you can do, aren't there, Marianne, to help your children in this space? Absolutely. So there are debit cards that you can get that are specifically for kids, um, and you can also get prepaid uh, debit cards for children. So prepaid ones um, you can get from age six and debit cards you can get for your kids from age 11. Prepaid cards are available from the likes of Hyperjar, Starling Bank, NatWest, Revolut and a few others as well. And debit cards that are linked to a child's bank account are available from banks like HSBC, Santander, TSB and Nationwide. And how much sort of parental control do you have on on this kind of card or, or account? So I think it's really important to bear in mind that there's much less parental control on kids' bank accounts and on those prepaid cards. So your kids will be able to operate the accounts online or through their um, a mobile app, which means that if you want to view their account activity, you'll usually need to kind of ask their permission. So it's a, there's an extra kind of layer to that. Gosh, just thinking sort of prepaid cards from the age of six, it just it feels young. But then again, we just barely use cash anymore, do we? So I suppose our kids are just growing up in a in a digital world, even for sort of the small amounts that they might get for their birthday or something. Exactly. Yeah. Gemma, um, is, is this something that you that you use or that you would use with your kids? Um, both of my children have got um, like an equity ISA that we save for and that we, we put uh, put their money in that. And then, as I say, my, my daughter doesn't have like pocket money. She's four. And my little boy has got the Go Henry one. But I've got sort of complete control over that because he's not got a mobile phone at the moment. So the app is on my phone and I can set a limit on it. So I will put like £10 maximum he can spend. Or like when I knew he was going with his nanny up to London and he wanted the bag, for example, um, I then allowed the, the limit to go up to forty pounds because he'd been saving up so that he had the money that when he that he could physically pay for. So that is something I do with Brody, and then obviously they've both got their savings accounts, and then they've got both got current accounts as well that we can pay money into if we need to, and then like, we can transfer into their savings. So they're sort of set up, but they don't have anything at the moment to do with their savings accounts. Um, they can't touch those till they're 18 anyway. And and Gemma, I mean, you've got a, a huge sort of social media following. Do you get asked questions around um, sort of family, personal finance, that kind of thing? Yeah, I got asked questions on sort of everything, really, from sort of days out to parents feeling a lot of guilt that they can't afford to buy something, you know, especially with Christmas coming up and things like that. They'll be like worrying about paying for certain things or, you know, that they haven't got enough money or possibly that they're in debt or that they don't really understand money to, they don't understand when they should start speaking to their children about it. And I always say to everyone that there's no right or wrong, do it when you feel right, but you can just do it in really, really simple ways just by not giving them absolutely everything is such a good start, I always think, because being a mum, your heart goes out, like you want to give them absolutely everything, but really in the long run, I don't think you are 
giving them any justice in life because you can't go to your boss at the end of the month and say, oh, I've run out of money. Can I have some more money, please? You know, they have to learn to sort of, that they can't have everything. Just like I can't go out and buy a Ferrari like that tomorrow, you know. <laughs> it's, it, I'd love to, yeah, and if I had the money, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But, you know, it's, it's about being sort of realistic with them and just because you're older and you might have the money now, like I've got more money, obviously, than I had when my children were, when Brody was really little. I'm financially secure now at sort of 40, but it doesn't mean that, Brody is do you see what I mean he's still got to go through life and find his own way and his own money and I'm going to make sure that he's definitely not spoiled and that he definitely understands you have to work for your money and you have to save for your money and you're not just given everything that you want that yeah if you get something for your birthday it's a treat or if they do really want something lovely then it's about talking to them and having those discussions and saying okay well maybe you could have it for Christmas or your birthday and things like that. Brilliant. So to end then, Marianne, are there any other things that we can be doing to help boost our kids' finances ourselves? Um, I think some of the key things are um, budgeting and budgeting in advance so that you're aware of hopefully what's kind of coming um, in and out of your um, your accounts every month or every week and um, trying as much as possible to have a kind of safety net if your car stops working or you have a kind of unexpected bill. Um, I think keeping on the lookout as well for savings boosts from different um, from different banks can be really useful. And also just being aware of what benefits you could be entitled to. Um, so making sure you're looking at um, the government website and maybe just having a chat as well to like friends and family, people that you trust to get an understanding of what benefits you could be entitled to, to kind of give you a little boost of income there. And I guess when it comes to sort of savings accounts, there are so many different options, aren't there? There's there's child savings accounts, there's ISAs, there's trust funds, there's even bonds. And we've got information on, on all of those things on the Witch website with like the pros and cons of each one. Well, thank you both for joining us this week. It's been fantastic to have you on the show. And if you want more details on any of the tips we've mentioned, we've got loads of free detailed advice on the Witch website. Thank you both. It's been so good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, a huge thank you to Marianne and Gemma for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For daily money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was hosted by me, Grace Farrell, produced and recorded by Rob Lilly and edited by James Rowe. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. If you're wondering how to make your food budget work each week, then we've got supermarket shopping hacks that can help. Head to witch.co.uk to get answers on how to spend less at the supermarket.